It's such a delight to speak to you again and really appreciative of the opportunity you've given us because this tends to confuse a lot of South Africans, right? And I don't want to use the word, but I guess I'll say it anyway, where there's this perception that insurance is actually a grudge purchase. But I do (laughs) believe that the last three years have highlighted the critical need for short-term insurance uh, for many South Africans through their work, through their homes, uh, and of course, some of the weather conditions we've been seeing. Uh, I guess share some insight with us, yeah, on on on, it, on its importance in our lives. Um, you must start off with the context in which we are talking, which is that um, you want to have your property insured so that in the time of need, it comes in to assist you in carrying whatever losses that you may be facing. And as you mentioned, Google, um, in, in the last number of years, we have as South Africans experienced quite a lot of um, misfortune um, where those that did have insurance coverage found themselves better um, positioned to survive those mm-hmm. events that we went through. Very true. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned this. And perhaps it's also primarily focused on one of the biggest investments that we do make as South Africans being our homes. Uh, and typically we think, well, I've got insurance to take care of, you know, my internal items, such as my TV, the geese and a few other items. But we tend to forget that um, uh, even, you know, other aspects in terms of home upgrades are also quite critical. So maybe talk us through the different types of um, short term insurance one does need to consider, uh, especially for big ticket items like your property. Okay, I, I generally will just put it broadly by saying if there is anything that you own that is of value and you stand to lose quite significantly or you may not be able to replace if it should get damaged, lost, um, then that is an item you should seriously consider insuring. Mm-hmm. And of course two of the main size things are your house your car Um, we then also have household contents and in that we would be talking things like your fridge your tv Um, we also have what are considered to be portable items that one is likely to carry around with them um, your laptops your cellular phones and the values of those items these days can be quite high mm. and those are some of the things even your your leather jacket for the ladies your your handbag and purse and the wallets for the guys um, those are some of the things one would would think of and and these days we also have wearables these um, fancy watches that we wear that communicate with all sorts of other gadgets um, those are the sort of things that one would think of insuring, um, especially because you're carrying them around with you. There is a greater risk that um, you could lose them, that they could be snatched away from you, and they, that they could be damaged in the process of you living your life. Mm. Um, so that is where one would, would seriously need to have um, them covered. I'm keen to understand because typically South Africans, when we make these purchases, this is where we might actually seek uh, insurance coverage. But as you say, sometimes there might be upgrades, changes to devices, um, 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 
that are of great value. What have you witnessed in your experience at the Office of the Ombudsman um, for short-term insurance that we typically neglect as South Africans, especially when it comes to the claim process uh, uh, regarding terms and conditions that we need to disclose? One of those, particularly in the context of our discussion, is that um, every year, the value of let's say your house and and particularly from an insurance perspective because you have it insured for the replacement value Uh, 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 costs of building increase every year Um, if you just think of the labor rates if you think of the bricks you think of the cement all the items that you need to build and therefore even though you may have bought your house for 500,000 however many years ago Mm -hmm. um, today to build the same size similar finishes etc etc you would probably need to pay much more and therefore it's advisable that with each year um, you have some sort of review to make sure that your replacement value that is reflected on your policy is in line with uh, those costs. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, most of the time, our insurance companies do that for us, but they would not necessarily always be accurate. And you might be aware of some pe- peculiarities in your context. Yes. And uh, therefore, it might be advisable for you to still make sure that you at least keep an eye on that. And if, if something and doesn't that, if make sense. Jump in there, Peter. Does, does one need to get an independent evaluator or just double check with the insurance company just to confirm the correct valuations there that you mentioned? You don't necessarily have to have an evaluator. But there could be circumstances that make it necessary. As I said, your, your insurance company will sort of work on the basis of the the building inflation. Let's say we're we are still talking about the building, uh-huh. and the building costs inflation. Let's say is somewhere around whatever seven point five percent per annum. They will then make that adjustment automatically for you. But that may not necessarily represent what transpired with your specific property for whatever reason uh, you could find that uh, in your particular case the inflation has been higher or lower um, depending on the type of finishes that you see for example let's say let's say let's say that you used a lot of imported material you could find that um, if you take into account also um, the import costs and whatnot in your particular case, if you needed to replace that building, it's going to cost not 7.5% more, but 20% more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, in your particular case, you might need to adjust it by 20% instead of just 7.5%. But of course, if you are uh, in in that position where your particular property is likely to be in a peculiar position, um, that might be the best thing to do. Get the service of somebody that professionally knows what they're going to be doing and evaluating it, and you'll have the most accurate value in short. And should you suffer a loss, you will find that it was money well spent. Mm, 100%. Let's talk about some of the upgrades that we do make, especially to our properties. And I ask this because last year, well, the last two years really, have seen a significant spike in the number of uh, alternative uh, energy or electricity supplies uh, for properties, mm-hmm. um, uh, including the bad weather conditions that we've witnessed. How do you disclose some of these upgrades that might be made to our properties? Well, if you don't 
increase the value that you have insured, um, the likelihood is that you could find yourself underinsured. Mm. And if you are underinsured, what that will mean is, uh, let's say you have suffered a loss of 100,000. Um, they will calculate the proportion to which you are underinsured. And let's say you are underinsured by 20%. What will then happen is your claim will be underpaid by 20% as well. So if you have suffered a loss of 100,000 and you're only getting uh, 80,000, that could be heavy on some of us. Um, Mind you, there will also have been a deduction of an excess because with every claim, there will generally be an excess except for those people that have special provisions and therefore you will probably find you have to um, contribute more than that 20,000 that I just mentioned and if you don't have it in your pocket it's going to be quite a setback and that is why it would be important to make sure that um, you look into things like that. The opposite end is also where you could be, and I'll give a, 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 an easier example to think of, which is a cell phone. Like you said mm-hmm. earlier on, there are fairly frequent upgrades. So the cell phone that I bought six months ago, rand, might not be one that would be replaced for 40,000 rand today. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, let's say, the replacement cost has come down to 25,000 rand. I could still be paying a premium based on the value or the replacement value of 40,000 rand, meaning that I am overpaying every month in my premiums. Mm. Whereas if I made that adjustment to say, look, I have done some research and I'm aware that um, the replacement value is no longer 40,000, but 25, could we adjust that? Um, that way I'm not overpaying every month on my premium. So it, it is quite important that one should, one should, one should, one should, one things because um, it doesn't always go up, it doesn't always go down and um, you don't want to overpay unnecessarily and you don't also want to find yourself unnecessarily exposed by being underinsured. 100%. You are dropping so many jo- uh, gems here, Mr. Nguna, uh, and I think really uh, important for us to pay it to pitch into them as South African citizens. What we're going to do, because we want to continue with this conversation right till 7.30, but given that we work in the media space, we do have to pay the bills. So we're going to take a very brief break uh, now at 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, but when we come back, we'll play a few voice notes as well that we have from our listeners related to short-term insurance and some of the concerns that we have around them and continue our conversation with Senior Assistant Ombudsman at the Ombudsman's uh, Office for Short-Term Insurance, Mr. Peter Nguna, who continue giving us some insight into key learnings and insight that we need to be aware of. Stay with us. This conversation will continue in just a moment with Peter Nguna. It's five minutes after seven o'clock. You're listening to Kai Biz here on Kai 959. And we're sharing some significant conversations and themes with you that you need to be mindful of, right? We all happen to purchase items of value. Think about your car, your home, your cell phone, the luxury items that you might have purchased, your handbag, uh, your laptop that you actually use on a day-to-day basis. These are all these are all these are all things that not only are of value to us, but also assist us in life uh, when it comes to uh, either having a place to stay, having a form of employment and being economically active, and of course, keeping in touch with the world. So if there's a risk of damage or loss or theft to some of these items that are important to us, we know it will come at a cost to replace them. That's why short-term insurance 
insurance remains so critical. And today we've been having a conversation with the Senior Assistant Ombudsman at the Ombudsman for Short-Term Insurance, Mr. Peter Nguna, who's been giving us some details and insight into some of the, some of the, some of the back to the basics that we need to be mindful of when it comes to um, uh, the short, the short the insurance space. So we will continue speaking to him in just a moment. Peter Nguna will join us on the line to give us some feedback. And you might recall a moment ago he was really unpacking the intricacies that we need to be mindful of because typically when you and I have a fallout with our insurance provider um, or with the company that we might um, have some kind of risk exposure to should we find difficulties and not be pleased uh, or satisfied with the outcomes we reach through the disgruntlement process process is where then you go to the uh, ombudsman for short-term insurance to actually say hold on I took this out with Insurance X. They didn't really solve the matter to a level that leaves me feeling satisfied. So perhaps you can have an overview as to whether um, there's an objective case to deal with here. So we are reviewing many of those themes. And and Peter, I'm glad that you highlighted um, a few of these themes that we need to be considerate of, especially when it comes to valuable items. And I'm keen to, again, understand, as you've mentioned not only do we need to fully understand the value of uh, the item that we have, but also perhaps some of the contractual discrepancies that might come about. And you used an example regarding cell phones. We do have a voice note from Tsepo who actually raises some concerns about cell phones in just a moment. Uh, and I'm hoping that we can just play it and g- you can give us some insight into this one uh, in a brief moment. So let's take a listen to this voice note from Tsepo raising some concerns about cell phone contracts and how they impact short-term insurance. I mean, I'm trying to understand in terms of the ombudsman, how does it work? Because now I'm, I'm, I'm caught in between. Um, I've got a situation whereby uh, I'm returning the phone because it's not worth it. They, they are charging me higher than the, the cheapest phone, which is 2.7. They are charging 500 rand every month uh, for a period of, of 24 months. So it's not worth it because of that. So they're saying they need to... Um, um, they they will charge me uh, seven thousand rand for 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 which I'm retaining it back. How, how that is possible? I, I'm I'm trying to fight it, but I, I'm not winning the battle. How does ombudsman works? Can can you please take us through this, guys? We we are, we they take us for granted for a ride. That's a very valid point, and thank you so much. I certainly think that uh, many South Africans echo your sentiments, hey, where you feel as though, hold on, this thing has already lost value, and yet I'm still paying the same levels of premiums. Uh, and this is what um, Mr. Nguna has been uh, alluding to, specifically when it comes to items that do happen to depreciate in value. Uh, and maybe, Mr. Nguna, this is where you can assist us. Again, given that your office of the Ombudsman, you typically see some of the discrepancies uh, that take place with, with contracts and, and frustrations like this from South African customers. As Tepo's mentioned, he has a cell phone. It's no longer worth what it was initially covered for. He wants to take it back to the store. Um, but the insurance provider is telling him that he needs to pay a difference of about 7,000 rand. Help us understand uh, at a very high level what could some of the concerns be and what our understanding needs to be of the terms and conditions uh, of this particular scenario. It's a pity that we don't really have the full story and it wasn't my understanding that the issue is one of insurance um, because the whole story wouldn't make sense in the context of insurance. My suspicion is that he bought an expensive phone 
and he's realizing that the amount that he's parting with on a monthly basis and the pleasure and use that he derives out of the phone might not be worth what his pay 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 um, wants to return the phone and i think that's that's something slightly different from what we are talking about um, but but i think um something that he triggers that is insurance related is the following that um often we get complaints where people think i insured the phone for 40000 rand and if my phone is stolen um i must receive 40000 rand because mm-hmm. that is what was stated in the document because you will often be required to state what is the value at the inception of the policy so when you begin with that policy um mm-hmm. now one thinks that even 12 months 24 months down the line if a claimable event were to happen one would then be able to recover the full 40000 rand however as i said earlier on you would only be covered for the replacement value so if by then there have been so many upgrades and um to get that same phone would cost 12000 rand instead of 40 that is all really that the insurer would have to do bearing in mind also that the insurer is really under the obligation to replace the phone okay. not necessarily to give you the cash and often you find people saying no 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 don't give me the phone because it's going to be only 12500 i want the cash and it must be 40000 because yeah. that's what i am insured for for uh, getting or perhaps not realizing that 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 short for the cash value but they are in short for the handset that they lost or that got damaged that needs to be replaced and therefore if the insurance company insists go to that store and you'll get the same phone the only need to do is pay your 500 rand excess or whatever the case may be people feel very aggrieved and and perhaps that's what he is talking about mm-hmm. um, but i i got a sense that he might be talking about something else uh, that is tapo I think you're mentioning such a very valid point right just in terms of uh, when South Africans get aggrieved in terms of the 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 coverage or so support and solution and replacement value is the key and operative word that you used here uh, uh how then do we manage the situation as South Africans to say okay well I want something that will offer me the same replacement value uh does it go back to us reading the terms and conditions of understanding that you will be replacing the item not getting a cash injection <laughs> De- definitely Mo- most of the the misunderstandings that we have are based on people making assumptions not asking questions um not reading and sometimes even when things are being explained to me because of the excitement i might not be paying attention uh, i might just be saying yes 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 because i want this thing to happen particularly um we we recently came out of the festive season mm. which is where people are buying new cars uh, traditionally speaking uh, that's the time when people replace their cars and what not and some of them just suddenly realize no you can't collect the car without insurance mm-hmm. and you hadn't budgeted for the insurance premiums and therefore you're going to shop around very quickly for an amount that just sounds reasonable for that time but the terms and conditions may be such that it's a useless product for you and it's not going to be very helpful should you suffer a loss and and 
because you want to be taking that car out on Friday. Uh, everybody is expecting Google to, to come back home driving this yeah. fancy car, you and that has see. to happen. You're going to quickly make sure that you can agree and get the in, uh, insurance confirmation letter from that insurer so you can get the car. And in that process, there are going to be a lot of things that could be said that you agree to, that you don't necessarily hear, that you don't necessarily understand because of that excitement. And it's important that we pay attention to that. I wanted to quickly touch on something that's uh, particularly relevant now, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got metric results that just came out. Some of the matriculants will be going to colleges and universities and they may study, study, study the family cars. Mm. And that's a very important thing for people to go and uh, communicate with the insurance companies to say, this car is now going to be driven by Peter, who is a student at this university, and um, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, a higher premium will probably end up being paid. But a lot of people make the mistake of uh, thinking that um, you can pretend you are still the main driver of that car and continue to pay lower premiums, and then. Um, the son or the daughter is involved in an accident and it is in, uh, investigated and discovered that um, this student is the driver most of the time mm-hmm. and your claim may either not be paid at all or if you are lucky it may be paid but only partially. So it's a very important thing um, to think of as we make these life stage changes um, mm-hmm. and and make those adjustments to accommodate all those changes that we're going through. 100%. If I'm understanding you correctly, Mr. Nguna, and this is a very important theme that you've actually highlighted. I know many families who, who do that, you know, assist their, their, their younger children with uh, using the family car. It, it almost sounds as though with regards to any change or any shift that takes place, uh, the responsibility and the onus is on you uh, as the customer to actually up date or inform or inquire with your insurance provider would that be a fair way of avoiding any conflict that is the the biggest piece of advice anyone could take if if there's going to be any significant change and sometimes even that which you may consider to not be a significant change it's advisable if you've got a broker ask them if you you are dealing with a direct insurer give them a call guys um this is my situation what are the implications? And they'll tell you, no, you need to do this if you want to be safe. Um, and, and even when we we do that, we must please be honest about it. Because sometimes you find people, they phone in to say, my son is not going to be the driver. And when they are told that your premium is going to increase by a, an additional thousand rand, they then backtrack and say, no, 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 it's not going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And they retain the lower premium, but the son continues to drive. And then a week later, there's an accident. Uh, what happens? The insurance company says, no, but you lied. You told us that um, you are co- going to continue to be the main driver, but that was not the case. And therefore, we are not going to pay the claim. And it sounds unfair, but it's something that I would have done my uh, thinking I'm saving that extra 1000 rand per month, but in reality exposing myself to a much greater risk, uh, which would then be unfortunate. Sure. So insightful. There's so much more that we could touch base on because we haven't even 
talk, spoken about medical insurance, um, you know, personal enthusiast insurance, which is something new that I've also heard of. But as you've mentioned, understand the duration of your policy cover. Check the coverage limits, especially when it comes to the replaceable value of the item that you're looking to cover and any updates that might amend uh, the risk. Uh, much like, you know, when you change a car from not sitting in a garage to parking in a garage, your child being a new driver of the vehicle, all of that does speak to the risk uh, factor and it does need to be amended accordingly. Ms. Nguna, we could have this conversation for hours in, on end, so all the more reason to get you back on the show <laughs> to help us unpack other factors. But we truly appreciative of your time this evening, sir. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.